0: The following is a hoop ball presentation.
1: Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. Happy Brandon Day. Happy Brandon Day. Yes. It's Wednesday. It's Brandon Day. It's ailment day. Sometimes. <laughs> How I got you, really
0: bad news, Dan. Oh, Real bad news. What's going on? I have no ailment. I don't have any ailments either. <laughs> How do we do? Wait,
1: what's, what's, what do we do? Uh, this is, I don't know, do we mourn the death of ailment day until next week when surely one of us will have something or do we celebrate a hiatus in ailment day?
0: I think we celebrate our clean bill of health.
1: A clean bill of health. I always think of that, uh, it was a really early Family Guy episode. Do you know the line I'm about to do? I don't think so. Okay, so they're, I forget exactly why, but they're at the doctor. I think Peter has a lump. And and the doctor says, what I'm trying to tell you is you're fine. And he says, you're hitting on me, doc. And Lois says, no, he's trying to tell you you got a clean bill of health. And the doctor says, can't it be both? (laughs) And so that, I think, is where we're going with today's show. It's Fantasy NBA today, it's Wednesday, it's Brandon Day, it's not Ailment Day. Well then, if you're healthy, what the hell are we going to talk about? What, what else is going on? You okay? Everything good? Yeah, I think we talk
0: about fantasy basketball. No,
1: no, 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 no. We, that's not how Wednesdays go. I'm, if, I'm ill-prepared to launch straight into actual reasonable podcast material today.
0: I mean, it's your fault. You're the one that said what the name of the show was about 30 seconds in. <laughs> I know. What a buffoon. Rookie mistake
1: on my end. Uh, I'm Dan Vespris. He's Brandon Marcus. At Dan Vespress is my Twitter handle. At BD Marcus is yours. This is, of course, a hoop Ball and Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee presentation. Big fat thank you once again to Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. Also, the sponsor of our hoop Ball Draft Guide, which came out on Friday. Yes, the price went up by $2 on Monday. I'm going to stop talking about the fact that the price went up at some point very soon on this podcast. But I felt like just from a promo standpoint, it's there's this weird, it's almost like a lull, right? Because the massive sale ended. But I just wanted to make sure everybody knows it's not like it went up a ton. It's not like it went from 14 to $40. It went from 14 to 16 So if you missed out over the weekend, maybe you didn't hear the podcast announcing that it was out. Maybe you didn't see the tweets. There were many of them. Uh, you can still go get it. Hoop-Ball.com is the website, again, presented by Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company. Uh, the first, our first sponsor, our title sponsor of all things audiovisual, HoopBall, and the draft guide, HI Kona Coffee on Twitter. Hawaiian Isles is the website. I-S-L-E-S is how you spell that. It's not like a supermarket. Uh, and you can also search for them on Amazon, HawaiianIsles.com. Uh there's just so many things I've been struggling Brandon all week long to try to fit all of the things going on into these podcasts. So I think what I'm going to do today is I'm going li- to I'm going to really line this up. We're going to mm-hmm. talk about we're going to start at number 41 as we continue our breakdown of the uh the Eric Ong League. We're just going to call it that right now. The Eric Ong 16 teamer. It's a head-to-head league. We've got through the first 40, the first two shows of this week. My goal of course is to get past 60, but if we don't, who cares? Uh, So 41 through 60 at the very least today, but what I'd like to do is do 41 through 50 and then once again remind everyone of our newest partner on the podcast and then go 51 through 60 and then remind everybody about ball Leagues and that's how I'm going to try to split up all the millions of things going on in addition to what did I we already done like two things here at the outset. Uh, So with that, I'll kick us off number 41. The continuing saga here. Real draft results. This is not a mock draft. This is a real 16-team, 9-cat, head-to-head league fantasy draft. We're breaking down the results. Number 41, Brandon, was DeAndre Ayton. And since I introduced the name, I'll also throw my two cents in about it. I actually really like this pick. I feel like he's extremely safe at 41. And for some reason, there's no buzz around him this year because other guys have garnered all the buzz. And he was really good. He was 33 last year in 9-cat.
0: Yeah, and if you look at total value, um, because I think I I, I like going at the total value more just because we talk so much about guys' health and how important that is. Um, And especially in head-to-head leagues, obviously, you're more of a Roto guy. I'm more of a head-to-head. And total value does seem to mean a little bit more. Um, And, yeah, Mm -hmm. Aiton was sitting in total value at 36, and that was as a rookie. And you can't tell me that a guy like Ricky Rubio is not going to make his stock go up. I mean, I'm telling you, I think it's going to happen – I like the chances of him finishing as a top 30, top 35 guy. So, yeah, I like that pick. I love that
1: pick. I, I'm I'm blown away, and I don't know if you're as blown away as I am at how uh, how he's he has almost no buzz around his name. I can't figure this one out. I feel like, by all accounts, his rookie season was, from a fantasy standpoint at least, a huge success. He shot 59% from the field, 75 at the foul line, so not great, but also not killing you as a big man. 16 and 10 with a steal and a block and under two turnovers. There was just very little not to like about a very consistent rookie season from him. Why is he, why isn't he going as high as he finished last year? Why is this, maybe this is the the anomaly and maybe he's going earlier in other formats, but I just, I, I don't, I can't wrap my head around it. And so far, Brandon, you've done a good job of sort of pointing me to what the public is seeing that I'm not. Why is he falling?
0: It's the sexier names that are going beforehand. I mean, I I would take him over a guy like Jaron Jackson Jr. um, That went 32. Uh, I think I might take him over Mitchell Robinson at 30, although it's really tough to figure that out, um, what he's going to be like um, with New York and how much they're actually going to care about his progression and him getting better. Um, Curious to get your takes, obviously, the, the 37 I wasn't around for. Would you rather have Adebayo or would you rather have Aiden?
1: I think I'd rather have
0: Aiden. I think so, too, because do we know for sure how many minutes Bam's going to get? I don't think we do.
1: We don't, and we know that Miami, uh, Eric Spolstra in particular, I shouldn't even say the whole the franchise, Eric Spolstra will yank guys if they're not playing up to their... I mean, he's, he's going to have a good season, uh, yeah. but you're wiping out a lot of his value with as early as he's going. I will say, by the way, DeAndre Ayton's early ADP is closer to 30, so it's possible that this league for some reason people i don't know just forgot about him for 10 picks uh but i I don't i don't know who all these people are but someone got a really safe really safe i mean this is if this was a 12 team league this is halfway through the fourth round that would be an incredible place to get deandre Ayton. so one of my favorite picks actually so far along by the way with the one right after him but i'll let you introduce it because we'll trade off here who's at 42
0: Oh, you mean LaMarcus Aldridge, um, a guy that's Mr. (laughs) Consistency. And it doesn't matter what year it is, this guy just continues to play games. He's usually on the court for pretty much every game of the season, and is very consistent. Gives you points, gives you rebounds, great percentages. Um, Yeah, I mean, he's as consistent as they come, really. And if you're going to get a guy like him, you can feel free to take a couple of risks before and after.
1: There are very few players in the NBA, and I'm gonna I'm gonna highlight this because I think this is why, and I know this one. This one doesn't this one doesn't not make sense to me. If that if that makes sense, uh, he's not a sexy name. That I know. LaMarcus Aldridge is like the least sexy name on the board. There are frighteningly few Brandon players in the NBA who are a positive value proposition in both percentage categories. You can almost count it on one hand. Uh, Carl anthony Towns, Kawhi Leonard, Kevin Durant, who's not playing, uh, barely Joel Embiid. He's getting by the skin of his teeth because actually field goal percent 48 for a center is eh, okay. Um, Kyrie Irving did it last year. Nikola Jokic did it last year. And LaMarcus Aldridge. That's the next name as you work your way down the list from the top. So... Uh, and there's like one or two after Lamar. I think Malcolm Brogdon was one of the ones that was farther down the list. There are under 10, basically, guys in the NBA that are, I'm going to say, not insignificant improvers in both percentage categories. Like you could go all the way down and obviously we love Jonas Valanciunas and and he went buck wild after his trade. So he'll probably fall into that category. Um, he didn't take enough free throws last year for it to really be a big factor, but it's almost nobody. And so when you got a guy who's also on top of it, you mentioned it already, averaging twenty-one and nine with one point eight defensive stats and low turnovers, you have this this strange player who never gets picked early, but is good in one, two, three, four, five, and almost six out of the nine categories. And you're getting him in the fourth round in a lot of formats. That's a huge boon. And on top of that, the feather in the cap. And then, I, I don't know if I'm I'm probably wiping away everything worth talking about on Lamarcus Aldridge here. The the real feather is he's pretty damn durable for an older guy. 81 games last year, right? And like the the story that I always tell on this podcast, and I don't rem- I don't know if you remember this year. It was five years ago now. Do you remember when he tore a ligament in his wrist with Portland and the news came out that he was going to undergo season-ending surgery, and then two days later, he said, nope, just going to play through it?
0: Yeah, he, he's a beast. He he's really is a beast. And I'm curious, what is he per game? Because I think this is one of the biggest discrepancies, perhaps, per game versus total, but I could be wrong.
1: He was actually, well, it's good in both. It's fantastic in totals. Uh, right. Do you want to know totals first?
0: Well, I know total 16.
1: Yeah. Incredible, right?
0: Yeah. No, what is he per game?
1: Still 25.
0: Yeah. See, that's uh, that's really good. I mean, I, I, I that's what I'm saying. A guy that's on the court. That's a guy that I would be happy getting um, in an auction draft for anything less than 20-something, I would say, is what he's going to go for. I, and I think I can get him for less.
1: By the way... This is also not an anomaly. His ADP is
0: 42 in Yahoo League so far. So this is just where he's going. I mean, age you think will catch up eventually. um, But at the same time, I just don't think the system is that intense. So I'm happy taking him.
1: Yeah, and I see no reason to be the the guy that says, well, this is the year where it's all going to come apart. You might as well just ride it until the wheels fall off. That's like the oldest adage in gambling.
0: And how big of a drop is he going to take? I mean, is he going to take a drop that big that he's going to go from being top 16 or top fifth, top 20 whatever in a uh, total versus, what, top 40, top 45? Still find value. It's not like you're getting crushed for taking him in the fourth round.
1: No, and there was nothing really that changed in the front court for San Antonio either. So it's yeah, not like there's no. someone that came in that's going to steal all of his touches and minutes. He's still the only guy up there that can do anything on offense.
0: Yeah, I'm good with it.
1: I love it. I love it. I, it's weird for me to think that I could put Lamarcus Aldridge on the ba- Dan Basper's old man squad, but yeah, you can. Right? Like he's an old man who's getting drafted two rounds too late just because he's sort of a boring old man.
0: Yeah. I'll be curious to see where uh, where Brewer has him when he's uh top when the top 150
1: comes out I will also I actually don't know I could probably ask him behind the scenes but then I can't reveal it to anyone so I don't know what the I don't know what the point of that is It's not like I have a draft coming up It's almost better for us to be doing all of this talking not knowing anything about the B150 Yeah that's uh, true cuz then we can look at it and go oh that's where the values at By the way draft guide subscribers you get it on October 7th you don't have to do anything extra consider it uh, by the way, I also love pick number 43. This is a run here of just like boring dudes. This is dudes. a great run. Great, great run. run. Tobias Harris at 43 uh, on a Philly team that no longer has Jimmy Butler. I like, love I don't. Why, why wouldn't we love Tobias Harris in this spot? He was number 35 last year per game. Brandon, you've probably got his totals in front of you 20
0: in total. 20.
1: Unbelievable. Yeah. Played all 82 games. He's durable, he's good uh opportunity is is back now that he's not dealing with another alpha wing i mean he's going to have to shoot a lot on that philly team because he's one of their lone dudes that can score from not from like outside of 11 feet uh he should have a pretty easy year and by the way uh last year he was good enough field goal percent where he sort of made that cut of guys i was just talking about dudes that are good in both percentages I love guys like that. You know that... So Brewski, the old... He basically pioneered the term cash counters for threes, steals, and blocks. And now that threes are so prevalent, I've tried to sort of amend that to what I call the the key stats, which is percentages, steals, and blocks. And he's not good at steals or blocks, so we'll have to throw that out the window. But both percentages, he comes in pretty damn strong. I just... I don't know. I feel like we're we're... It's the same discussion, three players in a row. He's just not sexy enough. But, damn, if you can get him in the mid-40s, late fourth-round pick potentially in your league, that's, that's incredible value. I mean, you almost guarantee that he's going to exceed that, that mark. The question is by how much?
0: Yeah, one of the best three-point shooters in the league, by the way. And he really goes under the radar. He shoots a really strong percentage from three. Um, and he's going to obviously, like you said, uh, look around that team I, they don't want him beat shooting many threes. Simmons can't shoot the three. Jimmy Butler's gone. JJ Redick is gone. I, I really like his. I, I like his ability to finish as a top twenty, top twenty-five guy.
1: Yeah, and here's the thing too. This is actually early for Tobias Harris to go. His ADP here in the and obviously this is minimal sample size because there aren't that many Yahoo leagues even going yet. Uh, but his ADP in Yahoo right now is fifty-three. Fifty-three. Yeah, uh-
0: crazy. You would think with Butler gone, I mean, it's a no-brainer that he's going to go up. I mean, Al Horford's not a guy that's going to be stepping outside and shooting threes. Their team changes so much with Butler gone and Horford in. I I, I, I mean, you have, was it Josh Richardson now? Not that, no. Yeah, yeah, Josh Richardson now is there too. I'm telling you, I like Tobias a lot. And obviously, I'm a Clippers guy, and he was really fun to watch. Um, I'm all in on Tobias Harris this year.
1: People, I don't. Everybody wants to talk about how no one knows how good Al Horford is. I think people do know how good Al Horford is. It, we, oh, uh, I think Tobias Harris is one of the more underrated players in the NBA.
0: Yes, I would agree. I, I would, he was, he's tremendous. He's a max guy. He yeah. just got max money. Why are you not <laughs> getting a max money guy in your top 35 picks? Why? Not sexy enough. Yeah.
1: Not sexy enough. Um, this is an interesting one. By the way, who, who's next? And then we'll break it all down.
0: Um, this is one that I think maybe we finally stop our uh, we pump our brakes a little bit, but I'm not sure. Jason Tatum.
1: I think this is where he probably should go. I'm just frankly surprised that this is as far as he's fallen.
0: Yeah, I mean, he obviously has really big upside now that uh, a guy he absolutely hates in Kyrie <laughs> Irving is gone. <laughs> Uh, I
1: was wondering where you were going with that one. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, he really does have good upside. They they clearly did not get along. And his percentages, um, free throw percentage is good. Field goal percentage does worry me a little bit because I think he's going to be taking a lot more shots this year than what he took last year. But he's got the ability to score, shoot the three ball, get rebounds. Doesn't do much in assists, but like you said, steals and blocks 1.8 combined is good. Mm-hmm. Um I, I think this is exactly where he should go. And this is, I think, a high upside pick based on what his role is going to be this year. But you got to remember, Kyrie's gone, but Kemba's there. So it's not like this guy's going to take this leap from here all the way in New York. It's just not not going to happen.
1: So my hope, and we'll see if, if any of this bears itself out, If even if we call the Kyrie-Kemba thing a wash, the Celtics also lost... Uh, Marcus Morris and Terry Rozier and Al Horford. So uh, to me, I I think some of that stuff is going to, I know that, you know, a lot of it's going to go to guys like Jalen Brown and Gordon Hayward's going to have to do more, but I do think, I do think you see more from Tatum. This is one of those spots where I think the increase in volume is better than the potential dip in efficiency. I, I feel like there's enough extra for him to chew. Plus I'm looking at last year, uh, for one, we talk about durability, and he, and he has shown that so far. Um, but in last year was almost, in my opinion, kind of like a worst-case scenario for him, and he was still number 59. So there's a pretty good floor. Uh, also, I should mention, I think this is interesting stuff so far. His ADP, um, kind of right next to Tobias Harris, he's actually at 52. So this is earlier than he's been getting scooped up in Yahoo Leagues. If he falls to 50-something, to me, that makes even more sense, but I don't really have a problem with him going late fourth round. I, I think you've got a fifth round floor and probably a third round, uh, maybe even end of second round upside in a best case scenario. So I'm, I'm okay with this spot. I think it's about right.
0: Here's my issue. And tell me if I'm wrong. We know Kemba's going to be the number one guy. What if Gordon Hayward is healthy and he turns into Utah, Gordon Hayward, wouldn't that mean that Jason Tatum is the number three guy and all of a sudden you're paying a pretty big premium for a guy that's number three on his own team?
1: Yeah, well, absolutely. It's, it's why I'm actually kind of high on Gordon Hayward this year. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cause you can get him 40 slots later for not that much less upside. Um, yes.
0: I, I prefer Gordon Hayward um, that late compared to Tatum. Cause it does worry me. You have someone that's still young Um, it's weird to say, but I'm pretty sure he's on this USA team. I mean, coach would, uh, would know my goodness, that guy's all over team USA. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be important to see how he does on this team.
1: Oh man, you reminded me of something else we gotta talk about on today's show. The brand new
0: show. That's what I thought, that's what I thought you were gonna do. That's oh my what I God. thought the middle one was gonna be. Oh,
1: I'm I got so many damn things. I better start writing stuff down. You know what? Let's let's put a pin in this after just after we made it through a grand total of four picks. Well, yeah, you know I got what? a
0: good idea. I got a really good idea. Okay. Yeah, since forty five doesn't matter, since forty five is out for the year, um and it is doing some crazy stuff off the court. Yeah. Why don't you it now? Yeah, well, we're just going to skip
1: talking about DeMarcus Cousins for now because there's all sorts of weird stuff going on on that front. Uh, yeah, you mentioned Coach and Team USA. Well, Coach is not alone in, in, uh, or I should say Team USA is not alone in Coach's Crossfire because the great Coach Sarvati and our wonderful Micah Patria will be starting a brand new DFS show at Ball That comes out on Thursday. That's tomorrow. I'm, I'm so excited. This is... Uh, this is a massive, massive thing for hoop ball, and I hope I hope the listeners can can sort of feel the excitement that I feel because this was like uh, when when we can bring on this is a a new chunk of fantasy that we're carving out basically because we have dabbled in DFS podcasting hoop ball. We had these intermittent afternoon shows that were kind of up and down at times and a little inconsistent. Uh, this is going to be consistent. It's. Uh, Until the preseason starts, they'll be doing one show a week. It's all on strategy right now. But at the end of September, uh, when the NBA training camp stuff actually begins, you get preseason games. They're going to be doing five or even six shows a week. You might even get a weekend show out of this as well. And if you want to get into DFS, you know, a 30 to 40 minute hit every day is a wonderful way to do it. I don't do you do much DFS? I haven't before other than the hoop ball contests.
0: I don't do a ton. Um, And what's interesting, and I'm going to sell both these guys, and I'm not doing it just to sell them because Dan told me to, but I did a (laughs) show with Apatria every Monday night, I believe what it was. Maybe it was Wednesday night. It was Wednesday. Either way, and Apatria would tell me how his DFS teams were doing. The guy knows his stuff. He wins a lot of money off these DFS stuff. And then Joe, coach, sends us these amazing – screen grabs of the money <laughs> yeah, that he takes home <laughs> in these big tournaments. And I got to tell you, both these guys win a lot of money. So I would suggest listening to both of them.
1: I didn't know you were on those email lists. I love oh, those I screen grabs.
0: That's the best. Yep. yep. He's like, look what I took home today. And we're representing football like,
1: And I'm just like, oh my God, how do I get a shaving off of that? I
0: know. He's, he's really good. He knows exactly what he's doing. He does it a lot too. Um, I did a show with Coach as well during the season. Both those guys do it a lot and know what they're talking about.
1: They do. And here's the part that I'm the most excited about. There are a lot of DFS shows out there that are very, and I've been called this before, pedantic. Uh, This show's going to be fun because those guys are crazy. (laughs)
0: Especially Coach.
1: Yeah, he's leading the charge, man. I talked to Coach for... And this is like veering off of podcast topic here. I, got, I talked to Coach for probably about two, two and a half hours on the phone the last couple of business days just to get all of the technical stuff set up. This show is going to be good. It's going to be professional. It's going to be energized. And it comes out on Thursday. So uh, stay tuned. There's actually a page set up for it already with a very old episode of a show that had nothing to do with Coach and Mike. The show is going to be called The Hoopball NBA DFS Today. It's sort of in that same vein. This is Fantasy NBA Today. That's going to be DFS Today. You can find it on iTunes already. Uh, it doesn't have any legitimate episodes up, but subscribe, rate it in advance if you feel so inclined, or wait and listen to a show and then rate it. Um, but we're going to be pumping the heck out of this thing, and I am just... I'm so enthused that we finally have this piece of the puzzle at Hootball. So big thank you to Coach and Mike, and uh, I'll be listening to all of those bad boys, especially when it's only one a week. That'll be... Super easy. So that was number 45 in, in our real draft results. 46. You've got even numbers, even though I desperately want to introduce this guy. Nope, I'm going to let nope, you. No, this
0: is all you. This I is know. All you.
1: I'm letting you have it. This is the grand pooba of the Dan Besper's old man squad, I think. he's the He is the czar. He is the lord of the manor. He is Robert Covington, who... Too, too oh. early, my man. You, so you don't trust his health then? No. I, I think it's too early for him. Mm. I would take him ten spots earlier than this, and I'm just super thrilled that I'm not gonna have to. I love yeah. this guy.
0: That's I- really early. You're gonna take him in the third or fourth round. That's really early for a guy that was out for a very long time last year. Yeah, I think that was shut
1: down. I got my tinfoil hat on pretty good. Um I don't I don't think that I think he could have played, and I think Minnesota had thrown in the towel on the year, and they were just like, whatever. He is also a massive key to their success. They were actually okay when he was playing, and when he went out, they just they became horrendous because they didn't guard anybody. They desperately need him on the floor because Wiggins can't space the floor and Jeff Teague can't space the floor. So two of their small guys are unable to create room, so they're going to need a small forward or power forward out there who can shoot the, the three ball along with Cat. It's weird. This team is sort of built in reverse, um, his he had three point four defensive stats per game last year.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. He's he's a beast in the defensive stats, no oh doubt. He, he's the Dan Besprits freaking god. Oh. I mean, there's there's no question about <laughs> it. <but> the, <laughs> is, what's his rank right now? Because I'm curious to see how early this is for where he's currently going. Um, pretty accurate, actually. He's he's been going in the forties. Why though? Because last year I remember that he, he was in. The 60s to 70 range, I believe. I could be dead wrong. You are dead but wrong. I'm...
1: But that's a totals. Is that totals or is that per game? Totals. You might be right because he didn't
0: play. No, half no, no. The no. Year. I mean pre pre last year. Oh, going... where he was ranked. Like, why are we bumping him up suddenly? 20 spots after a year where he had major health issues.
1: Yeah, he was going in the he was going in the 50s, I think, last year, and that was. That was sweet, um, but I would still take him in the 40s. He was number 18 when he was healthy last year. On a per yeah, game he was basis.
0: good. He was really good. I got him for one dollar, by the way, in auction. Oh sure.
1: my god! If he had actually finished the year, you'd have been you'd have been cruising. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's, it's I won that league anyways. But, but remember,
1: just, I mean, like they said that he was coming back after the All Star break, and then it was just like, eh, I don't. I uh, I, I really think uh, he could have played the last month and a half, and they just said screw it.
0: It's possible. It's very possible. I mean, they obviously he was a big part of that trade, so it, it it's possible. What um, if he's
1: What if he's healthy during all of training camp? What if you see no symptoms?
0: Then I'm fine with it, and especially if I get a guy like a Tobias Harris a round or two before. Ooh, uh, good fine pairing. Going with that, you know, because it's Tobias doesn't do a ton in the steals and blocks department, and you know he's got consistency to his name. So I'm fine going the next pick with somebody that's not. As of a, not as much of a lock to stay healthy, but you know when he's on the court, it's going to be good for you.
1: That's a juicy pairing, actually, those two guys together. Each one yep. sort of picks up where the other one has any holes in their game. Yeah, you're welcome. That'd be a sweet 4-5 if you could get it that way. Even 3-4 if you must. Mm. Yeah. God, I love Rob Covington. I'm going to end up with so many Robs. If he's healthy this year, my teams are going to cruise. And if he's terrible, I'm in real trouble. <laughs> 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 uh, that's oh, that's what Lord. I think
0: auction, by the way. Because if auction, hopefully I can get him for ten or less, and I'm not screwed if he sucks. Yeah, see that that way, it
1: doesn't blow a hole in your team. I mean, if you get him at the end of the fourth round, which is where he went in at 46, that's where it would be in a 12 team league. Your team could survive if he, you know, if he only played 40 or 50 games, or he just wasn't quite as good. If if you're losing a second or third round pick, that to me is where you really start to hamstring yourself. Fourth and later, you can. You can make up for that. I think if we look at all of our teams from the last couple of years, I bet you could find one example every year of a fourth or a fifth rounder on my own team or your own team that was just awful and the team was still pretty good.
0: Oh, you can, 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially if you nail your picks later on. I was just actually looking um, at my fancy baseball team for this year, and like three of my top five picks were horrendous. And I nailed my picks in like eight through 12. And that's why I'm, I won the league or I'm currently first in the regular season. I mean, that it just, you, you cannot lose your league in the first round, but you also can win it later on.
1: By the way, did you hear that horrible news out of Montgomery or Virginia?
0: Oh, oh, absolutely brutal. I, I want to find out what the motive was for this guy. I mean, if you haven't obviously looked and found the story, a double-A pitcher, um, his wife, his daughter, and his mother-in-law were all killed by his brother-in-law. And they found the brother-in-law who went on like a a, – he tried running away from the police naked on the street, and they went and finally got him. Uh, But apparently they found the mother-in-law in in the driveway. Unbelievable. And then they found the – the uh, wife and the daughter inside it's it's a sick story um and i hope they they send some details out because i'm curious in terms of what the hell this guy was thinking um i hope he gets the death penalty but it's yeah that's awful so I get, awful.
1: yeah i i my the hairs on my my neck are just like I don't know now, especially now that I've got a kid the, the whole idea is just yeah, ugh. anyway, um, go, go read about it, guys. Not that we want to make anybody feel sad here on this Wednesday, but this is something that's yeah. happening right now. We should all be aware of it and, and obviously send whatever thoughts or, or more. If you can send more than thoughts, do that. Uh, yeah. He's a pitcher for the Montgomery Biscuits. Uh, I think his last name is Bivens. I don't know if it's, I'm pronouncing that right. Um, diving back into the basketball stuff. Uh, 47 odd numbers. Is that me?
0: I'm no, I'll go. Now we'll switch because I gave you Roko. So let, let's switch. I'll go Marvin Bagley at 47. This is super um, early, isn't it? Uh, you know what? That's interesting because I'm a big Bagley guy. But at the same time, we just had a huge conversation about him recently um, and a little unsure of what his value was going to be. So the question is, do we think that he's the guy that's going to go 20 and 10? Or is he the guy that's not going to get enough minutes on the floor? That's the big question, I think.
1: And even if he is the guy that goes 20 and 10, can he get his free throw number up from 69? Will he add the three-pointer? He was at 1.5 steals and blocks last year. The minutes will probably come up. So does that go with it? Or is it one of those ones where more minutes means less defensive per minute because he's trying to stay out of foul trouble, stay on the floor, that type of stuff? His ADP... Yeah, it's it's a reach. His ADP is seventy four on Yahoo. Um, that's where he should it, go. By the way,
0: what's that? That's where he should go. Yeah, in, I in mean that, in that seventy range.
1: And if you, yeah, because that's where maybe you get things to break your way, and there's a little value there at forty seven. Like that's. So I guess the thing with with a sixteen team league is a lot of times you've taken a guy you you're not getting another pick for anywhere from you know if if you're near a turn which in this particular case this is actually pretty close to the end of the third round but it doesn't look like this team has another pick in this league for like 30 so maybe that's the explanation there but in a vacuum if you're at 47 in a four in a 12 team league that means you actually do have a pick coming up in the next four and then a not not another one for about 20 so that's where I guess that's where the weight is I would rather go for, and beating a dead horse here. I'd rather go for someone where I know what their floor is, uh, even if that means.
0: Give me Julius Randle. Give give me, I mean, I'm spoiling some of the picks coming up. Chris Middleton. Give me those guys. Give me a Blake Griffin over a Marvin Bagley.
1: 48, Kyle Lowry. This is an interesting one, actually. I haven't talked about him almost
0: at all this entire
1: offseason. I think I like this pick a lot.
0: Yep. Yep. No Kawhi. No Kawhi. Kawhi. Uh, Kyle Lowry's going to be asked to do a lot. Gets a lot of steals. Good free throw percentage. His field goal percentage obviously is not very good. Um, you'd like to pair him with another guard that does shoot well. But points, rebounds, threes. Gets a lot of assists. Um, you and I talked about how you want to get a point guard maybe in your first couple of rounds, and if you miss out, you might be in trouble well, this is a guy that you can get maybe in the fifth round that gives you instant assists and and is a really good value pick.
1: Yeah, I um, you know, he's not the most durable, which is going to be a knock on him in head to head. But if folks are thinking, I need a guy that's going to be playing in my fantasy postseason, he should be playing some of those games. It's not like the Raptors are going to be outside the playoff picture unless they sell off everybody. And I don't. I don't think that's going to happen. You might see some guys get traded away, but I, I I mean, you probably see Kyle Lowry play the year out. And if he gets traded, it's probably to a team that's going to want to use him down the stretch anyway. So I don't, yeah. I don't, I'm not afraid of that end of season stuff. I'm more afraid, you know, he just does get hurt and misses four or five games at a time. Uh, but this is a guy that two years ago, now that was the field goal percent was an anomaly uh, a couple seasons back when he shot 46. He's going to be around 42. Uh, With no Kawhi Leonard in town and no DeMar DeRozan, like he could very easily be 18 to 20 points a game and eight assists per game. This could be a a very juicy fantasy year for Kyle Lowry.
0: What is his per game?
1: Last year, which was basically like the seller for him on a per game
0: basis, he was 36. Okay, what do you think? Without looking, I'm not sure uh, if you've looked already. What is he total?
1: I don't played, know, but I know he only he played 65,
0: 65 games. games. Yeah, 65 games. What do you think he was total?
1: So it's going to have to probably be a little bit lower than his per game. The NBA average last year was closer to like 71-ish instead of 74 in seasons past. So I'm going to say, let's see, five-game hit per, thir-
0: per, was it 36? Give me 50. You're close, 49. Yeah, huh. I, I mean, it, even with all those games missed, he's still a top 50 guy.
1: Mm-hmm. And he's going to be better.
0: I would think. Yes, I agree. I, I like that pick a lot, especially when you look at who's next and his propensity. Miss, I, I just <laughs> messed up. <laughs> propensity. Propensity. Oh my you, goodness! You
1: had full Mike Tyson on today's podcast.
0: I did. Um, <laughs> to miss games. Uh, is it, whose turn is it now? I've lost track. It's oh, it's mine because I said Bagley. Um, it's Kevin Love. Who? Ah, uh, God, sweet Kevin Love. He was so good when he was unleashed on Minnesota, and then he was under the radar a bit in Cleveland, and now I don't know what's going on with him. I mean, nobody knows on the floor. Um, Yeah, I don't love it. Um, I told my brother this last year when he drafted him. I said he's legit, one concussion away from being done for the year, and that I don't like drafting those guys. I don't care how late he goes. I am not touching him. His ADP is forty-three.
1: And Ugh. probably dropping based on almost all the things we're seeing here. You know, he went at 49 in this league. He's not a buzz guy. Um, I There's almost no way he plays more than, what, 66 games this year? 70 max?
0: It's Too generous. Yeah, well, that's I mean, the max. He, It'll never it go over that. It is one injury away from missing the entire season. I mean, you're talking about LaMarcus Aldridge at 42 and Love at 49. Those two aren't. 20 to 30 picks from each other in my mind
1: no I agree with you uh and also we're seeing Kevin Love um he shot 38 and percent last year which is an insane number and he wasn't right for stretches obviously you know he's going to be probably in the low 40s this season but there's no reason for them to to stretch him uh, maybe he gets traded mid-season we've heard a million rumors about Kevin Love going back home to Portland uh that would be nice, because at least there'd be a reason for him to be on the floor. I would love to see him fall farther than this. And as we get closer to draft day, we might. If he falls to 55 or 60, I think I would take him. Because there is, and it's it's unlikely, and in a head-to-head format, the missed games are brutal. Uh, but if you got 65 games out of Kevin Love this year he could have he's oh man the window is massive with him I mean he could play 25 games and have a top 200 season or he could play 65 games and be a top 30 guy
0: so I'm gonna give you a either or question and uh I'm throwing a guy that we haven't talked about out and one that I like a lot and one that you're not as high on Jamal Murray or Kevin Love
1: mm, at the same spot in a draft is that the
0: yeah both are available to you okay
1: both are available and if I could have either one basically at number 50, uh-huh. I think I'm going Kevin Love. Wow. Because I don't see the upside with Jamal Murray. Wow. He's safer. Wow, 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 wow! He's safer. But this is where I start to make a few more saucy plays. You know I'm all about safekeeping in the first 36 in particular. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is now the fifth round in a 12-team league. If I blow my fifth-round pick... I can recover from that. And if my fifth round pick turns out to be a second round value, then I'm, I rocket up the charts. I think I've got to go for it. Wow. I know. Interesting. But I'm also a, a guy? Roto guy. I don't head to head. I think I might go Jamal Murray Roto, Kevin Love. What about another point guard that you like a lot? Chris Paul, Chris Paul over Kevin Love. Okay. Yeah. And he, he, we're not even going to get to him today. Chris Paul went at oh. 60, 63 in this draft. That boggled my mind. I believe that's well below his ADP, but
0: I'll double-check on that. Yeah, his ADP is 30. He's going to go, yeah, Chris Paul will go way higher than that just because of name recognition alone. He's going to go before LaMarcus Aldridge. Oh, man. Oh,
1: give me LaMarcus all day, man. He's yeah. such a bulwark of fantasy value. Uh, yeah. Here's another Dan vespers guy. Otto Porter yeah. Jr. Yep. Okay, so here's, listen, let me walk back some of my earlier statements. First of all, Otto Porter's ADP is 36 right now, so he's falling in this draft as well. I don't I don't fully understand that one. Dude has an insane fantasy game, and he's finally on a team that's going to let him play a little bit. Uh, I'll almost take Otto Porter as early as you'll let me.
0: Yeah, he's a guy that now consistently, over the last several years, has finished as a, a when he's healthy, a top 40 guy. Yeah, That's the question. I mean, obviously, totals-wise, last year, he finished 101 and only played in 56 games. So that's obviously a concern. But I like him a lot. And when he's healthy, he gives you a lot. I mean, where does he not help you? I mean, assists, he gives you a couple. But apart from that, he helps.
1: In Chicago— on a per-game basis, and he only played 15 games there, he was a top-30 guy. 17.5 points, six boards, 1.8 combined defensive stats. Yes, the 96% free-throw number is not, not going to stay over an entire season. Two-and-a-half, three-pointers. Uh, he, I mean, he can walk into fantastic fantasy value in Chicago. There's There's no reason that he should fall into the yeah. 50s. I don't think he will fall into the 50s. But, you know, in terms of Dan Bespris, guys, if I don't get my sweet Rob Covington,
0: I'll be very happy to replace him with Otto Porter. What if you get both? Are we going to have to recover? I mean, are we going to have to get you from somewhere? Yeah, I'm going to swoon.
1: I'm just going to swoon right in the middle of my draft. You're going to, I'm going to, I've got the vapors, as Jon Stewart used to like to say on the Daily Show. I'll have the vapors. Someone's going to have to come and like fan me to wake me back up if I end up with both of those guys. Here's the problem, though. You can have a little bit too much of a good thing. Uh yeah. the beauty of Otto Porter is that he's gonna score more in Chicago than he did in Washington, so he's not quite that same Rob Covington clone that he was.
0: Uh but yeah, I mean in well, a row fighting a- for minutes with Kelly Oubre, I mean, it was really him and Oubre that were fighting for minutes. You didn't know who's gonna who's gonna start, who was gonna get the most minutes. And I mean, it really was a Scotty Brooks special where you had no idea what was going on. You
1: had no idea what was going on. And on top of everything else, uh when Washington was healthy, they these two guys were fighting for like the weakest scraps in the NBA, because it was like John Wall, here's your 20 shots. Bradley Beal, here's your 20 shots. Who wants the other four? <laughs> and so Otto Porter, Kelly Oubre are battling tooth and nail to see who gets to take three of the remaining four shots every ball game. Uh, yeah,
0: 51 odd number. Back to you. Uh, Brook Lopez. Um, this is a guy that you love a I do. lot. I do you love him. You really, really like the Brooke Lopez. and <laughs> I love the Lopez brothers. <laughs> his ability, sideshow Bob, his ability to shoot the three and do it as often as he does, averaging almost two and a half threes per game, points about 12 and a half. Doesn't get a ton of rebounds, which you don't love from your big. Um, I think that's my biggest problem with him. But over two blocks per game, good free throw percentage for a big. Last year, total He finished 19 19.
1: overall. Incredible. Incredible. Played 81 games. Since his footstuff with Brooklyn, he's been durable. He's played 72 games or more in five consecutive seasons. His ADP is lower than this, by the way. 65 in early drafting on Yahoo. I think he's going to go closer to 65. I think somebody got a little Dan Bespris medicine in in this draft and took him earlier. I don't think he's going at 51 in most drafts. I think you can get him later. Uh, But I have no problem taking him at 51. I think he's going to be great this year again.
0: Lopez, much, much better at that pick than Kevin Love.
1: Yeah, I'm okay with that. That's a way safer play. Uh, What about the guy right behind him, Julius Randle? Who would you rather have between those two guys? They're pretty different fantasy games, I
0: guess. Uh, You know I love Randle just because he puts up that 20-20. Um, I I, I think he's he's going to go earlier. I just don't trust I don't trust the Knicks. No, nor I, should you. <laughs> no, should. Like, what's to say that he doesn't sit out the final twenty games of the season? Um, that's my only concern. But I think last year, me would take Julius Randall. This year, me, after doing a fancy basketball podcast, would take Brooke Lopez. Yeah,
1: you spent way too much time around me. Is what's happening here. Yes, great. Way, way, way too much. These are both fine picks in my estimation. I have no beef with either of these or the one behind them. And I know I'm speeding up here, but uh, I'm totally okay with these three in a row. Brook Lopez, Julius Randle. The one, the next one is CJ McCollum. I'm just going to lump them all together because to me, it's kind of like you're going to have a good fantasy season from those three guys. Uh, if things break perfectly, Brooke Lopez, he could end up inside the top 30 or top 40. Julius Randle... Same general idea, maybe not quite as high because of the lack of defensive stuff. And then C.J. McCollum, kind of the same idea. They're, all of these guys have like a 65 floor and probably like a 35 ceiling on a per-game basis. I, I have no problem with taking these high-confidence value dudes at this spot, especially if you took maybe a risk earlier in your draft. Um, yeah. this three, the, All three of these guys get my blessing.
0: Yep, consistency. Uh, they're consistent. The one issue, obviously, with CJ McCollum is he doesn't give you a lot of stats. Doesn't get you a ton of rebounds, assists, steals, blocks. Um, a guy like Robert Covington might be a good uh, pairing with the CJ McCollum. <laughs> I'll take uh, it. But yeah, threes. Of course, you will threes and points. <laughs> I mean, good percentages. Um, uh, three safe picks. And this guy that took Brooke Lopez and Julius Randall together. I like that duo. Um, really solid, big foundation.
1: I'm going to pause here. I went a little bit late on this pause because I do want to make sure that I remind everybody of our newest partner here on fantasy NBA today. And that's our buddies over at MyBookie.com. You follow football, right? I do. Uh, yes. Finally, I got somebody on the podcast that can tell me more about NFL stuff. Uh, yeah. So I can sell you on MyBookie.com. That'll be my goal on uh, today's episode of Fantasy NBA Today. Uh, First of all, listen, you know what's going on in the NFL. I don't. My listeners might. I don't know if they listen to the NFL. But MyBookie's hosting the first ever online handicapping super contest. First place is guaranteed at least $100,000. You pick five NFL games against the spread every week and then you earn your share of a huge cash prize pool. That sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, money's always great. Yeah, money is always great. Uh, And here's the other thing on NFL stuff. They have live in-game betting on every NFL game, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for fantasy guys, which I believe is a crossover point for you, Brandon, you can even bet over under on fantasy points for football players during the game. You can bet fantasy numbers on the NFL players for the game. So if... uh, that is a beautiful crossover point for you. Um, here's the thing. This is why my bookie's the right play. You bet, you win, they pay. I would only recommend a service to the listeners. That's proven. MyBookie is. And on top of everything else that we've already talked about, you get a $1,000 first deposit bonus, a double, I should say that. They will match it. Use promo code TODAY, up to $1,000. T-O-D-A-Y is the promo code. Again, up to $1,000 first deposit bonus doubling whatever you're putting in there my bookie online m-y-b-o-o-k-i-e don't forget to use that promo code today well that's a double that's a double meaning there use the promo code today wednesday but the promo code is also the word today t-o-d-a-y when creating your account claim the bonus mybookie.com bet win get paid you know me. I'm I'm a betting sort. Uh, I've for a long time been looking for an online site that I felt like I could trust, and I'm actually pretty pretty thrilled that one came on with us here, so that's actually made my decision pretty easy. I don't know the NFL, Brandon. You might have to walk me through that. Are you a, a fantasy NFL guy, too?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, I uh, have my draft actually starting this weekend. We're doing a slow draft because one of our uh, members is across the pond over in Asia um, broadcasting the U18 uh, World Baseball Championships. I think I mean.
1: know who that is. You do? <laughs> I think you I know do. the guy. Uh, good luck, Jason. Uh, yeah. John Morant at 54. Did I just jump in at... E- Wait, no, I had even numbers, right?
0: Uh, I mean, you, you did it the last, like, three in a row, but it's okay. Um, That's I'll, true. I'll, I'll let you go four in a row with John Morant. We're um, plowing ahead. I, I really feel like you shouldn't even talk about John Morant, considering nope. that you're not going to touch him with a 30-foot pole. Um, considering he's a rookie and I'm one that is a little bit higher on him just because he was a walking triple-double um, in college. Really good ball player. Um, I would rather have a John Morant over a Kevin Love just because I think the upside um, with John Morant is higher. I know that's crazy to say considering Kevin Love has been so good in the past, but youth and injury history, um, give me Jaw. I do think this is a little bit too early. But if you have consistent picks, um, guys, you know, they're going to be on the floor before and after. Very much okay with this pick.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you're going to take a chance, uh, you got to have a nice firm base looking at this team. This was a team that had Tobias Harris, DeAndre Ayton from the previous chunk of players, uh, drew holiday earlier in the draft. So there's there is some room for a little bit of a dice roll, but yeah, I'm not going to weigh in too heavily on this because I know nothing about John ja Morant and I'm not drafting him. Uh, I would just move right on and take another safe guy. <laughs> so I'll, I'll let you take us to 55 so I can actually weigh in on something again.
0: Uh, what about a fellow named Chris Middleton that just got the, uh, the max from Milwaukee? Chris Middleton, something's wrong
1: with Chris Middleton. Um, what do you mean? He was 62, uh, or he was I think he was in the 60s last year, right? No, 47 total. Oh, totals. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Uh, A little bit lower than that, I believe, on a per game. Um, He played 77 games. Yeah, he was 64. Oh, wow. It's a weird uh, weird year for for him last year. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon being gone, maybe that frees up another touch or two. But I just don't think he's comfortable next to Giannis. I know uh, he personally is, because they're winning, but his game... Less so. Uh, I'm totally fine with this pick. I think this is pretty close to where he ends up for the season. Um, I don't think there's a ton of upside with Chris Middleton. Normally, he would be a guy that that I'd be all over. Um, This is very close to his ADP as well. His ADP is 53. Um, The thing that concerned me last year was the dip in both percentages. The question I ask myself with Chris is, will he regress? Free throw probably. Well, last year was his worst free throw shooting year of his entire career. Worse than rookie season, even. Um, field goal percent was among his career lows, but his his number of three-pointers went up, and his total number of shots went down. So that's going to be something that sort of sags field goal percent a little bit. And his steals were down. He was a one-and-a-half guy, and that dropped all the way down to one. So I, I, don't, I don't know if there's a regression due With Middleton, uh, you know, obviously his minutes were lower because they were just clobbering people and he didn't have to play a ton. But even when he was at 31 minutes a couple seasons back, he was at one and a half steals. Um, I'd love to see that number return. And I don't know if it's gonna. That all of that, all of those negatives aside, taking him at 55 is a very safe play. He's not going to be
0: bad. (laughs) He's going to be fine. He's a top 30, top 35 guy if he's right um, on his good days. I mean, there were times where he was absolutely incredible last year. I owned him um, for a nice long stretch, but then he'll give you a one for 11 game and just kill you. Um, And that's the problem is that he shoots a lot of threes now with Bud. And that helped him because he was making a lot of threes early in the season, but then he'll go through the stretches where he's missing a bunch And therein lies the problem, is that when he's missing a lot of those threes, you've got an issue. Um, And he's a guy that can be better than that spot, um, but I'm happy taking him there.
1: We're going to do one more guy, and then we're going to put a pin in this one uh, at 56. It is Mike Conley. I think it's an interesting one to close on. Um, On a per-game basis, he was 27 last year with Memphis. That has to take a hit, right?
0: Um, here's the question. Do you like where he is situation wise better this year or last year?
1: Well, I think he's going to be more inclined to play if he's a little dinged up. Uh, His assist
0: numbers will probably go up, right?
1: I don't know because there's a Donovan Mitchell ball handler there. I have no problem, by the way, with taking him uh, at 56. I think he's going to be that or better. Uh, I just, I don't have a, I don't have a perfect feel for where he finishes. I guess if I'm just giving this pick a thumbs up or thumbs down, I'm going to give it a thumbs up.
0: Yeah, me too. Uh, I mean, if you're going to give a guy the rank of 27 in totals and he only played 70 games. Yeah. That's a really good pick. I mean, he's a safe guy. Um, we talked about assists earlier with Lowry and Lowry and Conley are two guys that just don't get enough respect on their name.
1: Yep. I agree. Uh, last thing to mention here before we wrap up the show, hoop ball leagues are open Hoopball leagues. We've got Roto. We've got head to head. We've got cash. We've got free hit me up on Twitter at Dan Vespers. I can get you situated plenty of spaces right now. Uh, basically infinite spaces. I'll keep opening leagues. If people keep joining, uh, in the first two days, something like 80 of you have already hit me up. It has been an unbelievable burden on my brain. But I'm going to be so happy when uh, everybody is, is enjoying pleasantly their leagues all season long. So continue destroying my evenings uh, while I place you all into leagues. I would love it. Nothing more than to fill up uh, another five or six leagues. Let's just keep it rolling, man. At Dan Baspers again on Twitter. Hoopball leagues, they should be a lot of fun. The cash leagues, by the way, are 50 bucks on the buy-in. So we're keeping it on the relatively low side. We don't want to price anybody out. Uh, head-to-head leagues are weekly. Roto leagues are Daily. Let's get to it. Uh, Brandon, thank you, sir. Happy
0: Brandon Day. Happy Brandon Day and happy no ailment day.
1: Happy no ailment day. I got nothing else to add at the end of the show to that. Happy no ailment day, everyone. Tomorrow, we'll be talking to Coach. Team USA Update and a DFS Today podcast release special here on Fantasy NBA Today. Uh, Friday, I think I'll be talking to Adrian, but I got to get that locked in because your old pal Dan is back to five days a week. Mr. Marcus, oh. we'll hear from you on the Clippers pod here in the next day or two.
0: Yep, we're taping tomorrow, so uh, look out for that one. Beautiful.
1: Have a wonderful Wednesday, everybody.
0: So long. This has been a HoopBall presentation.